G'day everyone, it's Tractor here and welcome to the Gel Board Podcast. Today I'm out in location and I'm visiting Hardcore Blasters and we have the owners here. We've got Toby and Kathy and we're just going to chat about the industry. So it's uh, the middle of July now, so we've just done the whole COVID thing. So let's get COVID out of the way. How's COVID treated you guys? It treated me okay. I'm pretty sure I didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> what about it definitely you? affected the business, though. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's doing it hard, and I'd imagine you guys are doing it tough, too. Yeah. We, we were one of the first to close, I think, just because we're an indoor venue. Yeah. And one of the last to reopen. We still haven't, still haven't fully reopened yet. Yep. So what numbers are you limited to at the moment with the legislation? Um, as of the 13th of June, we reopened, and then as of the... I think it was the first week of July, we jumped up to... Oh, no, it was the 10th of July, we jumped up to 12 v 12. 12 v 12. Yeah. What's your normal capacity? It's about 40? 40, yeah. Yeah, so you, you're getting sort of halfway there. Yeah. Hey, it, it, hopefully that's enough to keep you afloat and you're not making money, I'll guarantee that. <laughs> no one's making money in the industry, but yeah. Spend a fair bit. Yeah, you've got some side projects going, you've got another business. Do you want to talk about that today or not? You don't oh, have can, to. If you like, yeah, no, we, we, we definitely uh, manufacture a lot of things. We've got a lot of 3D printers that make a lot of products for gel blasters. Yep. Um, we do some metal pro- products as well. Yep. Um, <clears throat> a lot of um, things on the horizon projects that we're working on currently that are about to come to fruition. Yeah, I might do a separate podcast about yeah, that because I'm it'd excited. it will be good. <laughs> So, Kathy, you weren't in the gel ball industry not so long ago. You came from a different world. What was it that attracted you to coming into the blaster industry? I just thought it was a lot of fun and it was refreshing and um, Toby and the kids were already sort of running around fields and getting right into it. Yep. So it just made sense that I kind of eventually tagged along as well. Because <laughs> I know... You've played at Milsom East a yep. long time ago because you're so busy running your own field now. Of course, you don't get time to play yourself because everyone's open at the same time, so it's impossible. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so you've played quite a bit yourself. Um, yeah, not not extensively, but a little bit. I'm not the best, but, yeah, I like to like to get out there and have fun. And CQB, is that your cup of tea? Oh, look, it's. Um, I'm not going to lie. It's a bit hard and fast for me, but we've played some games here, um, particularly private ones that um, – I get into a little bit more, but I still get out there and I still give it a red hot go and have fun. So, but Milsim is definitely not the flavour you're looking for. No, I wouldn't say that. Um, for for hardcore, it's not. Um, but for me personally, I think I'd like to give it a shot at some stage. Yeah. Yeah. So when I say the word Milsim, and I love to ask people their version of what Milsim is, when I say Milsim, what do you guys think of instantly? I think of, of military simulation where you're simulating real military activity, um, mostly to do with comms yep. um, and, a, and a bit of a hierarchy yep. a, a structure um, where you sort of have to follow a particular protocol. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, don't think, um, I don't think it suits our field, no, per se, no. but, but definitely um, it's, you know, medics and being revived and dead rags and, yep. you know, the correct gear. Yep. Um, all those sort of things come into play. 
what do you think, Kathy? When when I say milsim, because you don't have a military background, what to bring up in your what images does it bring up in your mind? Yeah, I think similar to what Toby was saying, but not I couldn't put it quite as as well as that, I guess. But yeah, just more serious, more structured. Um, yeah, and I think that's the only reason I've hesitated to get involved thus far is because I'm not that good at following. The rules. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's following the rules and getting told what to do by people. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So um, what plans have you got? Obviously, you've got a fantastic facility here for what you do, and I'm stupid enough to have not actually played it myself. I've been out and walked around with Toby and stuff, but <laughs> I've never actually played in it. But um, So what led you to go for an indoor field rather than an outdoor? Because there's only... That's a pretty new I'm thing really in the pale. industry. I don't know if you've, if anyone's noticed, but I'm pretty white. I'm pretty pale, so um, the you, sun was a big... <laughs> yeah, the, the whole blonde, blue-eyed thing. <laughs> I don't know if it's that. It's more if you get too close to too, too bright a light, you get sunburned. But um, the, the big thing was the sun, the wind, the rain, um, all three of those things affect gel ballers outdoors. Yep. Um, having said that, there are perfect days for outdoor gel ball. Yep. Um, but it was certainly something missing from the industry. There was a, another place we, we played a couple of times at Spec Ops. Yep. Um, thought it was really, really well run. Um, yep. A really great, great field. Yeah, um, Francis is a great guy. Great guy. Um, yeah. But the, the thing that we didn't like, and probably for a lot of people, is, the, is you get covered in paint. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he was running paintball too, doesn't he? Yeah. 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 Um, but having said that, yeah, still good, and we still kept going back because it was awesome. But yep. um, we we just thought something was missing in that it wasn't a dedicated gel blaster. Um, yeah, it, it was an established thing for paintball rather than a dedicated thing for gel blasters. So we thought we'd do something about it. So, do you feel like you found a niche that's worth it? Oh, 100 percent, and I think that's evident by all the other indoor fields that have popped up since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you. Yeah. you Blazed a trail. Let's be honest. Yeah, someone someone had to take the first step, and we yep. we'd, we'd talked about it for quite a while, and, and an opportunity came up, and so we just said, well, we either we either sink or we swim. So we we leapt in and had a go. You came from a more corporate world. Um, have you had any firearms experience before this? No, definitely not. Yeah, is firearms something that interests you now that you've done this? Uh, yeah. I've, funnily enough. Um, We've made um, a whole heap of connections through, you know, opening these businesses. And yep. um, I was able to go to a shooting range and shoot my first pistol. And yep. Yeah, it's it's a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And people have a picture in their head when they think about people that are firearms and interested in firearms. And a lot of people cross that across to gel ball. Um, what are your thoughts on that? I think there's it's very separate. I think they're, mm. they're both very separate, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, particularly the way that we run gel ball here, it's very fun. And you just, I mean, if you did that with a real weapon, you would just, <laughs> it'd all be over very quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's a hell of a lot of fun. Um, and there's, a, yeah, there's a very big separation. Yep. What do you think the the average gel baller, when you picture that person in your mind that's going to walk in the door here, mm-hmm. as opposed to what other fields, what are they looking for? Oh, man. Like, our demographic here is so varied. Honestly, we... We get teenagers. We get we've, we we see quite a few mums coming and trying it out too. It's oh, good, awesome, yeah. Um, a lot of yeah university students. We get people driving up from New South Wales just to come and play here. Yeah, yeah. It's um it's very wide and varied, and we we even get a lot of people over the age of sixty. So the thing that is probably hardest for you guys is kids. 
you you can't really do kids in a really tight CP, CQB <laughs> environment. Yes and no. Like we, we started this. One of the biggest drivers for us was that we've got our own kids who enjoy playing and, um, you know, to be around our family more. Um, so we had to draw a line in the sand and, yeah, I think 13 for us just happened to be that that number. Yep. And it was just to ensure that, you know, we, we have tried kids on the field that are younger than that age and they just don't seem to enjoy it. That said, though, there are a few kids that are the exception and we say yep. that to families. We say, you know, if your child has experience at other fields, um, then sure, come and give them a crack, you know, give yep. them a go. And if they enjoy themselves, um, then by all means, we're, we're happy to, yeah, to accommodate. Do you run an FPS limit on the field? Yes, or yeah. a jewels limit or where do you stand on all that? Uh, look, we, we run a firm 300 FPS, yeah. Um, Is no that specifically because of insurance or your no. own feelings or...? No, it's nothing nothing to... I mean, within reason, it's to do with um, just the, the duty of care. Um, for us, I mean, anyone who's been here and has run around out there knows what 290 feels like. Mm. Um, and we don't have a minimum... Um, distance level for engagement, so... And you don't do a bang-bang or no you do... No bang-bang, no bang-bang. Awesome. It's just we try to make it as, as easy as possible to get out there and have fun with yep. the least amount of rules as possible. Um, and the 300 FPS is just something we won't we won't move on for now until we can accommodate that somewhere else. Yep. Um, and you offer people like full face marks too as well if they want to rent them. Yeah. We... I think it's hard, like when it comes to coverage, you don't want to make it impossible for new people to get in and enjoy themselves. So the rule here with eyewear is that there has to be no gaps around the eyes anywhere. Um, and that's hard trying to get that across to people because people turn up with ballistics rated glasses, you know, and they're like, but but I wear these at the shooting range or, yeah. you know, and, and that's great. But if you... Yeah, that a, side entry can be really dangerous. Exactly. And you will get flanked at hardcore. Yeah. You will get people coming around behind you. So that one centimetre gap or, you know, half a centimetre, a gel ball is going to find its way in. So do you find that the regular players wear more of a goggle and less of a glasses? I would say more wear a mask than don't, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And is it the dye masks or is it just off-the-shelf stuff? What? Yeah, there doesn't seem to be a preference. There's there's no doubt about it. We see a lot of speed softers here. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I guess a lot of them do have the sort of dye or the paintball full-face yep. uh, masks, which we sell here as well. So, um, But we do offer higher masks for five bucks. So, you know, we're certainly not pushing people to buy masks or anything yep. like that. Um, do you run a fleet of rental blasters or a couple or yeah, none yeah. at all? Yeah, we have a full hire package. Um, it includes blasters, masks um, and gels, unlimited gels. And I think that's refreshing for a lot of people coming from paintball. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's quite a different way to do things to paintball. Yeah. And, and definitely more cost effective too. Um, but yeah, the blasters we use here at the moment for hire and we have since we've opened are either ACRs or yep. UMPs. Okay, so you don't do a J9 or a Vector or any of that? No, no, we just we keep it simple. They're, they're our workhorses and they just go. Yep. <laughs> they're strong and durable and they just run. That's exactly right. Well, the, the J10 box in nylon or steel is going to last forever and yeah. the UMP being a Gen 8 is a real workhorse, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. And the build of those blasters in a CQB environment because they've got a really thick, heavy nylon build to the shell – um, I'm assuming you don't see a lot of breakages in the actual blaster. Exactly. And and the things that we do see are, are minor. Yep. Yep. Or magazines. Magazines are a killer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm flipping what you're frying there, I tell you. 
Um, do you run your blasters until they break or do you – because people that know my field, I run the blaster for X amount of sessions and then I sell it. Oh, okay. what do you What do you guys do? Do you just keep fixing them until yeah. they get to a point where you go, oh, no, stuff it, no, not worth it and throw it in, the ho- uh, in a pile in the corner? Yeah, pretty much. But we've got uh, – GBA is our tech partner. So they're on site here with us and we're lucky enough to have Lockie who um, – I think the higher blast repairs would be um, not his favourite thing to do, but, um, yeah, that's part of, of his job description. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I've done a very similar thing. I've got a tech on site now. I've got uh, Tony McMahon and his wife, Roxy, and what I do with them is we do real-time repairs. So if somebody breaks up, trigger on the field, they can walk over and have him fix that on the spot. Yeah, nice. Yep. Yeah, because obviously you see somebody break a, a trigger or something, a, like they've got a shit plastic trigger or a, a nylon one and they snap it because they're too excited and they want to go home. You, it makes me feel bad that they have to go home. Exactly. So that's why I went that way. Is that something you'd consider in the future? Yeah, and that's essentially what we do now. Yep. Uh, if we can, we will. Um, and Lockie does a great job of trying to get people back out on the field as quickly as possible. Yep. And you do that more as a courtesy than a, hey, it's 10 bucks for this or 20 bucks for that or... Yeah, exactly. If we can, um, yeah. we certainly wouldn't promote free repairs or anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But if it's something minor and, you know, we can get him, get them just out back on the field, then we will. And you've got a pretty loyal following, so it's good to give back to the people exactly. that give so much to you. Exactly, exactly. So the other day I pushed you into a corner and said, hey, do you want to come to a meal, Sim? Um, <laughs> What was the immediate thing in your mind when I said, do you want to come? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> but we had a chat about it. So the idea of not being a player but being a character out on the field, how, how would you feel about doing being the local barmaid <laughs> or being the local mayor or being a corporate executive that they have to move from a place to another? Yeah, I think when you explained that um, there are roles involved and things like that, I think that made it more approachable for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I just – I wouldn't want to disappoint my team or who I was, you yeah, know, who yeah. I was playing with as well. So I think just not being that that skilled, I wouldn't want to go in and, and disappoint anyone. Yeah, because we've introduced some new concepts this year. We've got a thing called the PIP, uh, and PIP is the player induction package. So the rules for Eastern Predator are 42 pages. Wow. That's a lot of stuff <laughs> to digest. So – the only way we can be sure that people understand that is at the start of a Eastern Predator or even before you start buying gear for it. We go, all right, come down to Wakehall, do an hour with us where we shoot a guy and we run through the medic rules and we shoot him again cool. and run through the armour rules and, and that sort of stuff. Maybe we mm. could give you a bit of a tick in the box and say you can go to hardcore and do that too. All right, okay. Would you, would you be interested in doing that for me? I don't know. It depends what's involved, but it sounds it sounds pretty heavy. I don't know. No, well, literally all we need is an A4 page that says, can the player do this, can the player do that, Does they under- and you ask a couple of questions about what faction they're in and what clothes they're going to wear and stuff. It's a real it, – it's a bit like a roadworthy for a car. Okay. Um, I think we could definitely have a chat about it for sure. If it's something we can facilitate, then we will. Yeah, because I don't want it to be – you just go to Wakehole okay. because I want to keep separate Milsom East in the village and Eastern Predator because they're very different. Ah, right. It's like the difference between speed soft and what I do. It's Yes, we're using gel blasters, but it's a totally different concept. Right, right, right. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yep. yep. And like I'll probably hit Dave from Donny Brook and yep. the guys at Rapid Vantage. They're looking at running a very impact, uh, 
a package, I yeah, suppose, okay. where you learn about Milsim. So it'd be good to get those guys on board and see what we can do there. Yeah, cool. So um, Rapid Vantage is a pretty new thing and there's another indoor field. Is it you, you're not experienced as HQ? It's another one. Um, there's a couple more that have popped up actually. There's Urban um, up north. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, and there's um, one that's just open at Yatla. Oh, that's the new um, Tac Gelsoft. Edge field. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, do you know, is that going to run beside the Gelsoft um, tambourine field or is that totally separate? Not, you know what, I'm not 100% sure and I think, um, yeah, that's one of the downfalls of when you open a field you think you're going to start to play a lot more. And <laughs> <laughs> you just, yeah, it's really hard to find the time to get out and go and check all these new fields out because yeah. we're kind of here all the time. I got to play for an hour and a half the other day because we had about 20 people on the field and yeah. we had all the staff there and I'm like... I'm really unfit because <laughs> I haven't played for so long. But the beauty was it was after Corona, so everyone else was feeling yeah, exactly. the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you finding? People are are they very rusty coming back from Corona breaks? Yeah, yep. And um, we're hearing a lot of it. We're hearing a lot of "Wow, I couldn't walk for a couple of days." You yep. know. Um, but I think for the most part, people are just super excited to get back out there. I love those intangible side things about gel ball that people are getting fitter, people are losing weight. Yeah. And the one that I love the most is people on the on the spectrum in inverted commas. Do you find that they really blossom here? Definitely. And the connections that we've seen and, and I personally see sitting at the desk and seeing these people come in alone and then making these friend groups. Like the next time they come here, they've teamed up with a group of other people. Or yeah. It's it's just amazing. And myself, the friendships I've made just through meeting people yeah. at, at other fields but also here, it's it's unreal. Do you find a lot of people start going, well, this is my home field, this is hardcore is the place I am? Uh, to some extent, like a lot of teams have – you know, been born here yeah. um, and a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of people have certainly had their first experience here, but I think that just encourages people to go out and to get the confidence to go out and try all the other fields and all the other types of gel ball. Yeah, because you do a bit of cross promotion for other fields as well. You go, oh, look, CQB, off, it's not your thing. Why don't you try this one? And yeah. you've got a relationship with soft ops like I do where you oh, get yeah. onto Trent and say, hey, we're doing this thing. Yep. I think the biggest push we do is towards um, Milsim East in the village. Um, number one, because, yeah, we just love you guys. <laughs> okay. Uh, will you help I'm going to tell us? Brad you okay. said you love us guys. <laughs> um, and, you know, number two, you you fill in the gaps that, that we don't offer here and you're geographically close. So yeah. it just makes sense. You take kids and you support kids there where we can't necessarily cater for, for the younger kids. So, um but also you offer that outdoor element and a lot yep. of people want to experience that too. So the question I've got now is when are you going to come and have a look? Because Toby's been, he's seen all the new stuff we've done. I know. You know what, it's just um, it's just finding the time. <laughs> and, and conversely, I could throw it back at you and go, when are you going to come out for a game? I'm, I'm sitting in your office. Yeah, I am here I at your field. Okay, touche. All right, <laughs> you got me. Maybe um, I can come out and do the PIP thing. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> if we can get you signed off on the PIP. Yeah. I don't see why we couldn't get you signing other people off on it because if you know it, yeah. you can make sure other people know it. Yeah, cool. Okay. All right. I'd better have a talk to Morkai before I throw that one into the wild. He'll kill me because <laughs> he's the guy that writes the rules. Okay. So we just had a quick bit of a break and um, 
me and Cassie were discussing the fact that Toby isn't putting his two cents in. There's there's a, an obvious reason for that. He's actually had to leave and do something for the business. So <laughs> if anyone's listening, you're going, gee, she talks a lot. <laughs> well, there's probably <laughs> an element of that. Yeah. yeah, there is an element of that. But, yeah, it's only because Toby's in the next room working on that secret project we can't <laughs> talk about. <laughs> kind of silence. He may be back, though. Yeah, will he say, I'll be back when he comes? Yeah, hopefully. All right, so um, the industry as a whole, what, what do you f- we've talked about all the positive stuff in the industry. What's, what's the biggest negative you see in the industry? Um, oh, I hate talking about negative stuff. <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about it for long. but <laughs> um, I just think the lack of support, like just the, yeah, the competitiveness and the, the lack of support, like we're, we've all got the same goal. Yeah. Um, and I just wish everyone would be more supportive. Like, and we're, the majority of us are, are independents, you know, we're, yep. we're mum and dads or we're just, you know, one person and mm. um, we're trying to, to get stuff happening here locally and yep. just be awesome to have support. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, for me, it's, it's the, the shit talking. Yeah. Like I don't mind shit talking for shit talking sake and meme groups and all that sort of stuff, but yeah. Um, it can funny. be a very negative focus from some people and, and I wish that would go away. Yeah. I think, look, we're, Toby and I are pretty pretty sort of lighthearted people. We like to have a joke and we like to have fun. I think that's evident if you've met yeah, us. We're, yeah. Yeah, we're not the most serious of people. But yeah, but you don't have the sense of humour I've got. Oh, God. <laughs> Jokes are so not funny. Um, um, but, yeah, I think just, just that, just if we all just remember where – you know, get off the computer. We're real people and just... Yeah, if you wouldn't say it to somebody's face, yeah, you probably exactly. shouldn't say it online. Exactly. And we've, you know, we're lucky lucky enough to have met a lot of people and businesses in the community and, um, and you know, they're just awesome people. So it just keeps you going. One of the things that amazed me a few months ago is people were having a go at Trent from Sop Tops. Mm. And I just couldn't fathom, like they assume that he's earning multi-millions of dollars Everything he does is out of his own pocket as yeah. far as I know. He's never asked me for a cent. Yeah. And he does so much promotion and positive stuff in the industry. And you go, why? Why are people I having a crack know. at a guy that's just trying to provide a service for free? I, I didn't I didn't see that, I think, for the most part. But Thank you, God. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, and Trent's another one. He's, he's awesome. But there's so many people like Trent out there and like soft ops that yep. people are just trying to make things better. Yeah. Um. Uh, you're a member of the Joel Blaster Association Incorporated. Yep. Um, have you thought about joining other associations or any of that stuff or are you very happy with the way they work? Look, for yeah, for us I think it was just about being aligned with... The community. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, don't, I don't see the point or, or have the finances or time to... To be in multiple to ones. join or create or, yeah, it's just... I mean, they're, they're out there, they're doing a great thing and, yeah. Yep. So just a second ago we were talking about the different demographics that you've got. Um, do you get a lot of mill simmers or speed QB or speed soft or where does that go for you guys? <laughs> yeah, I think it's funny you should say that because um, uh, speed softers, I think, something that, you know, um, there's a lot of jokes, you know, speed softers versus mill simmers. And yeah, I don't know where that comes from because a lot of them, crossover exactly exactly but i think being indoor and you know having the the slippery concrete and stuff like that it it it's just a, a, 
great haven for speed softers. Um, and we see a lot of speed soft teams training here and then they'll come in the public sessions. And I know that's been a problem here in the past, but also at other indoor fields as well, um, just because they're so damn good. Like it's And they're fast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's not a problem, but the, I guess the, the problem lies in when you get, um, you know, getting new people out there with higher blasters and you've yeah. got these guys out there who are just nailing it. I, I, one of the first games I ever played myself, yeah. I played against the Slopperators <laughs> at, at a public field and I had a Scar V2 and they were fairly new at the time. I was going, I can't even get near these guys. <laughs> I cannot get near They're them. They're untouchable. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas we've sort of taken a bit of a, an approach to um, – if we, you know, if we get a whole heap of speed softers, we just mix it up. We mix the teams up and, and they're really happy to do that. They're really happy to yeah. to go against themselves, you know, and um, a really positive story, you know, I there was a, um, a young kid who posted on Instagram. He'd come here with his mate um, and, and he posted on Instagram, it was awesome, I got to play with pros and I got to play oh, against yeah? pros and his mate chimed in the conversation. He's like, oh, wow, you got to play with pros? Yep. It's like, yeah, man, it was awesome. It's good. It's just such a, like a feel-good story. Like these kids are getting into it and they're, it's something to aspire to, you know? Yep. Probably 30% of our demographic are ex-Air Force, Army or Navy. Yeah, but what I found with um, the Speedsoft is a lot of the ex-military types go to Speedsoft because it's so different to the yep. the terrible stuff that we had to endure <laughs> that was supposed to simulate combat. Yeah. Um, do you find a lot of veterans and police and that come here? Yeah, 100%. We've, I think we've had all of the local stations through um, yep. in private bookings and a lot of them come back and play the public sessions, yep. which is awesome. But. What I say to, you know, new people that come here, I'm like, you know, you're, you're playing with, you know, current and ex-serving um, uh, service people. You're, you're playing with the police force and, you yep. know, I think one of the, the bridges that um, – uh, what's the saying when you want to bridge a gap? Yep. You know, one of the things that I think would be cool to bridge is that, you know, police aren't – They're not bad people. They're not bad people, no, you know. they're just people like us. And they're, they're not with a, a problem. job that's really hard. Exactly, exactly. And I think this is an outlet and um, without disclosing anything sensitive, you know, there was a, a private police booking here recently and, you know, Corona's taken a big toll on, on the police force. Oh, yeah. Um, and one of the ladies who was booked into play, she's been off work and she's um, suffering with extreme anxiety and, and she pulled the pin at the last minute. She didn't want to come in. Anyway, they they convinced her and, and she came rushing in with five minutes to spare and at the end of the session she was full of sweat and she was laughing and she's like, I'm so glad I came. I'm so glad I did this. Yeah. I just feel so good. Thank you, you know. It's yeah, we were, we were talking before about the, the physical benefits and, and stuff for um, uh, people on the spectrum but there's also mental health aspects. Oh, yeah. There are a lot of people that have anxiety and depression and similar mental yeah. health issues and this is doing great guns for them. Oh, yeah. And um, I think this, you know, we've, we had unfortunately a, a, a too many messages um, during COVID of people that, you know, were, were going downhill and they were struggling and yep. this was their outlet. Yep. Um, so it, it becomes really personal, hey, like it's a business but 
it's so personal because you get yeah. to know everyone. As you know, I, I struggle with mental health myself and yeah. I've recently had admission and, and I put that down to the isolation that I've had from corona. Yeah. More than anything else, it was the, the straw in the camel's back that made me go back and, and get the therapy I needed. And yeah. hopefully opening up a few fields again lets people get out of that social isolation that was prevalent before corona but corona is now amplified yeah and I, and I just want to say like I've I've noticed a bit of hesitancy in a few of our regulars to come back and I think it's because it is hard to to sort of make break that, that barrier again exactly yeah. um and you know our doors are open our arms are open you know come back you know it'd be just like you've you've never left yeah yeah yep and we had um, the best numbers we've had so far is about 65 on the field, wow, which was sort good. of a bad day for us oh, yeah. 30 months ago. <laughs> yeah. like, but it felt like there was a million people there and yeah. I just really got a big buzz of out of yeah. 65 people on the field. I'm like, yeah, we're, we're back. Yeah. Well, that's – I mean, we've, we've been restricted to numbers, but the buzz and the feel is awesome. There's certainly something lacking. Like, and that's – when we had 40, it was cool because two teams would be on field – Yep. And the other two teams would be off for the 10 minutes. Yep. And then um, you do a swap over. Exactly. And it swaps every 10 minutes. It's rotational. But there was always a buzz. There was a buzz in the staging. There was a buzz on field. And that people would be coming in and out of the shop to get drinks and have a chat. And there was a constant buzz. Now that we've dropped down to two teams, you know, of 12 V12, that, that buzz is missing a little bit. Do you think... Um, I'm just thinking laterally on the fly here. Would you do a 6v6 and have six and six off the field? Yeah, Toby Toby threw that out the other day. I guess this new layout we've got, it really eats up people. Yep. And so 6v6, believe it or not, it... They can camp too much. <laughs> it takes – yeah, it's it's almost like there's no one out there. Wow. Really. Yeah, it really does eat people. Like they're – not literally. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of new layouts, how often do you change – because you change the field totally every yeah. how often? Uh, it was three months initially. Um, but then because we had such a big break with – we were shut for three months. Yeah. Um, we made some changes. We took on feedback because we, we get feedback and we yep. take that on board. And so we... Like, can you change this corner here or can you yeah, exactly. delete that window? Yeah, or, yeah. And, yep. you know, we don't just say yes to everyone, but we we know and we know what, you know, we, we take that on board and we do make changes on the fly. Yep. Um, but these changes were, were big changes. You know, a new building got put up in the middle and... It's not so reminiscent of Nuketown anymore, yep. um, which was what we used for the inspiration initially for this layout. Because you've got a bongo van in the middle that you call the bus or something. We, no, we've got two vehicles. So um, it was originally meant to um, replicate like a cul-de-sac yep. um, and all the houses around, you know, the two main opposite yep. um, ha- diagonal, on a diagonal from each other, the houses and then um, the, the road in the middle. So yep. there were there's a van, which, yeah, is the bus, yep. and then there's a Pajero um, yeah, so they sit opposite each other kind of thing and mm. jump in and out of them and a lot of people use them for cover but it's hilarious because the van, um, people try to camp in the van and people just run past with grenades. And <laughs> <laughs> That's gold. <laughs> Got to love a grenade. Yep. Um, so speaking of grenades, mm. um, how do you feel about all the sound grenades and flashing light grenades and all that stuff? Oh, man. Do, like... do people actually use it to good effect here or? No, we don't. We haven't had any and we've we've kind of – we don't like saying no to things, put it that way, but I think we had a bit of a discussion about it and 
we just don't see any benefit to the game. Um, and being indoors and... Yeah, yeah, the sound can get captured in a hallway very... Exactly. Yeah. Um, so we've, like, we've, we've said a no to this one. Um, yeah, as we have with lasers, we can't measure lasers. So yeah. We can't regulate that. And we're the same. I'm always worried about what China has done... <laughs> In terms of quality assurance, we know exactly. that we know blasters come out and they can have no bevel gear in them. And yeah. if they can't get that right, how are they going to get the technology of a laser perfect? That's exactly right. Um, so yeah, like we don't want to be the fun police by any means. We we try to be as open as possible. You know, we allow all gels and you know um, all all types of gas. Um, yep. Yep. I mean we're. We're lucky in the fact that, yes, we're indoors, but we're naturally ventilated. We've got full yep. louver, walls of louvers on either side. So, yep. yeah. Um, will this be the first sort of winter that you've had with yes, the field? Yes, it is, yeah. It so, still gets bloody hot when you run around for three hours, though. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> well, not, not, the, uh, not the temperature, but, yeah, personally you do, yeah. Yeah. yeah, maybe I'll have to do a night session one night. Yeah. You're open Thursdays, aren't you? Yeah, Thursday night, Friday night. Saturday, two sessions, and Sunday. Well, I'm going to have to buy a pair of runners and do a Thursday. <laughs> Everyone in the industry is going to want to shoot me, though. Yeah, like, well, that's this is what happens. I mean, you, you put yourself out there, I may have to mention it in our group. So. so we can welcome Toby back. Hey, bro. Welcome me. Yep. So you've been off doing very, very important stuff, and me and Kathy have found the cure to cancer and done all the really important stuff. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. It's not unusual. So we've talked about a whole bunch of issues. What have we got left to talk about? Oh, that's right. So I'm thinking we do a bit like we did with Toy Soldiers. We do an industry day where we get all the people that run job or businesses together and shoot each other in the face. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be good. Yep. Sounds um, pretty rad. Yeah, a couple of guys hit me up and said, oh, can we do come down on a Monday and do a sesh? Um, obviously, you probably only get one day a week off, so I'd love to have you down. Yeah. You've got to have a go at Fort Lang. Hell yeah, I'm in. Oh, cool. Yeah, me too. I think it would be a great way to get everyone on the same page. Yeah. Maybe build some relationships. Yep. And talk about the stuff that the competitive advantage you have if you do HPA or you do this thing or you build this thing from scratch. It would be good to get everyone to, in a room again. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's a bit hard to do it at a pub, so and after <laughs> two beers I'm likely to be silly. Me too. Not me. No? <laughs> no, I'm perfect. <laughs> Jeez, you didn't hear all the stuff Kathy was saying about you while you were gone then. <laughs> a perfect something, yeah. Yeah. Um, so now that we've got Toby back, um, so what's what's the backstory to Toby? Um, all the stuff that I've done in the past is the backstory. Yep. Because um, you've worked in a lot of different places, done a lot of different things, and you've ended up in gel blasters. Yeah, we originally started doing we, – so we have a, a thing called Hardcore Online Gaming, which was a sim racing community in yep. Australia um, for about the last 15-odd years, maybe slightly less. Um, and so so we we do organised sim racing yep. um, a couple of times a week with a, a bunch of blokes sitting on the grid talking on TeamSpeak with a beer. Nice. Uh, racing each other, yeah, it was really good. Um, yeah, let's race Formula Ones and drink beer at the same time. That sounds <laughs> fun. Yeah. Uh, for entertainment value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The entertainment value is high. Uh, so we were doing that for a long time and then um, we started – and Hardcore Online Gaming still exists. We, we started doing some – developing a pedal box for racing simulators, clutch, yep. brake, accelerator, that sort of thing. Because um, the, stuff, the stuff commercially available wasn't up to spec or um, – 
Yeah, and what 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 was ridiculously over, overpriced for yep. things that were up to spec. We wanted something that you could kick the hell out of with a construction boot and it wouldn't fall to pieces. Yep. And um, so we developed that, and um, it's still on its about fifth or sixth prototype. Yep. Uh, it never hasn't gone into manufacturing uh, yet. And while we were doing that, we sort of built. We, we we did a lot of stuff with CNC machines, cutting things out of aluminium. Yep. And we did a lot of things with three D print, a lot of three D printed components and yep. some electronic components as well. And a lot of people in the in the industry would be familiar with your hop ups. Yeah, yeah. So that was that sort of came about when we got into gel blasters. Um, we didn't have a hop up, so we made one, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it kind of just spiraled out of control from there. You know, it's a yep. we've, we've got a, a small three D print farm. Here as well, that makes a lot of the products we sell in the shop. So, um, I don't know whether we talked about it a great deal before, but I've now got my own on-site tech at the field as well. Nice. I don't think you were here for that bit of the conversation. So, yeah. um, Tony McMahon and his wife Roxy now work full time at Wounded Heroes. Yeah, beauty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's part of having everything covered at the one place. The people yeah. that play there can fix their gear as it breaks or get advice on. And what they need to do. Yep. Yeah, I think that's that's a bit of the philosophy that we've had here is that it only kind of works if you bring everything in under the one roof and yeah. and um, cater for all the diverse sides of the industry. Yep. Yeah. So we're getting towards the nearly the forty minute mark, and I try to keep people um, under that forty five minutes because people commute to work and listen to the podcast. So we'll probably wrap this up for now. But I'd like to come back in about a month because we've got some stuff to talk about then. Revisit. Yep. We'll be here. Yep. All right, so hopefully hardcore sim gear and blaster supplies and hardcore blasters all under one roof is doing something great and you get to have your family a bit closer while you're working and you can manage that work-life balance by sending the kids to the naughty room or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's it. And quitting our jobs was pretty awesome. Come and do this. Yeah, and then Corona. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I don't it. envy that. <laughs> Um, so last thing, you guys have a bit of a relationship with Wounded Heroes as well. Yeah. So tell us about that, Tobe. Uh, we, we, we value it, value the work they do. Yep. Um, so we support them. Awesome. I don't know, not much more to tell, is there? No, that's enough. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's sign it off from here. So thanks, Kathy. Thanks, Toby. No worries. It's been a pleasure having you on board. Shame Toby was, like, not here for most of it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for everyone having to listen to me. No, nah, you, you've got a voice for radio. What? <laughs> that wasn't a put down. <laughs> okay, so... Thanks for coming out here, Trav. It's I'll, always a pleasure. This has been Tractor and the Jawball Podcast. Let's fade out with some tunes. Mm-hmm.